Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. And thank you for tuning into the Charity Movement Podcast once again. I am Kiera Gladney, the host of Mask Off, this Charity Movement Podcast. And today we are talking about kingdom influence, okay? And I was on the hunt to find an amazing influencer who had great values, who loves her family, who loves her husband, and just is an all-around great woman. And to have a woman that is around your age, just she exudes like confidence and just being put together. I don't know if that makes sense. Like just put together, just think about the the best like sunrise with your nice tea and you know your beautiful like house and aesthetic. Like that's what she exudes, and that's what I want in life. Okay. I'm going to get there one day. But this is what this woman exudes. And I love that about her. I love her sweet spirit as well. And so for all of you that do not know her, her name is Yasmin. Um, on, on social media, her influencer like name is like Yasmin Page. And you guys need to remember her name because she is amazing. So without further ado, I want to invite Yasmin Page to the Charity Movement Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. That was like the best introduction ever. Almost was it really? <laughs> yes. I was like, what are you talking about? You, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And all of those things are true. And the funniest part is, are you talking about me? Yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You are welcome. So, who is Yasmin Page? I know I gave a little intro, but who are you? Um, well, well, everything you said, <laughs> um, I'm 20, 25, I was about to say 26, I'll be 26 in May, um, I'm married for almost four years, it'll be four years in July to Daniel Jones, my last name is Jones, Yasmin Page Jones, um, we just recently had our first kid, our son, he just turned six months on the 24th, so he's amazing, he's our little bundle of joy, he's really a blessing, um, we also own a multimedia company called Good Boy Multimedia, where we offer um, photography, videography, DJ services, photo booth, um, and I'm over photography. So that's one of the things that I love to do. Um, for big church people, his family are, uh, that's our church house. His dad is a bishop in Detroit, located in Detroit. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I love fashion. <laughs> a few years ago, I still do it sometimes for people that just ask or reach out to me. I do a little bit of styling, um, and I love Jesus. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to learn about Jesus. Um, I have, uh, I guess it's a group called Prayer in the City where I do little events where we just get together and we pray. Sometimes we dress up, and sometimes we just, you know, be comfortable, but we pray about things going on in the world and just things going on in our lives. I'm trying to get back into that because it was really helping me, especially during this mom time. I feel like a good group of women would be good. Um, and then family, which you said as well. Family is like super duper important to me. I have two sisters and I don't know how my mom got us to be so close, but like it's like <laughs> triplets or something. We like, even though they live in Kentucky right now, my youngest sister's at Kentucky State and my oldest sister just moved there. Um, but I'm just infatuated with them. They're so amazing. Um, and my mom, we're all super close. On the other side, Daniel's family, he has four other brothers. They all have wives and kids. So it's 25 of us on that side. So we're both very family oriented. So 
I don't think that's it. I think that sums me up. I love that. I love how close you are to your sisters. Okay, so this is not one the the questions or anything, but um have have your sisters like has that sisterhood has that always been like that? Like have you guys bickered throughout your lives? Like how was that? I was the middle child. I don't think I've ever bickered with either one of them, but they bickered together. Like the youngest and the oldest, but it was never me. But now we're all just super close. Like that's why she ended up going to school out there. I think my oldest sister lived there for like four months before she had to go to college. And she just, she honestly missed her, but she wanted to go to the HBCU. So she applied to Kentucky and she got in. So I think we've, we've pretty much always been like that. And the bickering was like, I think my youngest sister was like in her just becoming a teenager. Influencing. Mm-hmm. So would you describe yourself as an influencer? Um, I'm, And people always tell me that. I just made it. That was on like my vision board to be an influencer this year. But you even said it. You even calling me an influencer already. And that's what my family says. Like you're already doing that. And I think it's just because the, the numbers in my head, like social media, but I'm already... I'm already influencing in a, in a positive way. So I think I just need to <laughs> call it what it is. So yes, I am an influencer, but I don't, I didn't consider myself to be before I think this year. Okay. So I, I love that you said that the honesty in you saying that sometimes like when you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. so what would have been your definition of an influencer? Like, what is that to you? My definition now is somebody that can do something or say something, just being natural, like just living an everyday life and people want that or, you know, are trying to achieve that same thing in life or, you know, just buy a pair of slippers or like you said, the tea in the morning or something like that. Something that it would be natural for me to do. But other people, you know, want to do it. I can influence somebody else to do this. I can influence somebody else to to live for God or something to wake up early and pray or to work out. Just uh, and I'm saying all the positive things, but there is negative influence as well. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to do too much to that. So I think that's what it means to me, along with the social media stuff. Um, like I said, the numbers. And I used to think, and this is in my head, which is so wrong. So this is not what an influencer is. Um, having 10,000 plus followers, that was like a thing for me, like something that I needed in order to be. But even Instagram and Facebook is change, are changing things. Like you don't even need that to have a link on your story or whatever. They're, they're making it known. Like you don't need the numbers anymore. They're hiding likes. Like I, I love everything that they're doing because it really, it just shows that you don't have to have all that to be an influencer. So, yeah, I think, and it, it removes the pressure yes. of having to do things outside of what you usually yeah. do in order to gain traction on your yes. your social media. So, I really love that. And um, I was just thinking about like just preparing for this um, interview, and I was like, man, you know. I really look at you as an influencer and I promise you when I, when I ask you that question in my head, I'm thinking she's going to be like, yeah, I'm an influencer. This is what I do. But, um, because honestly you, in my mind, when I look at an influencer, it's someone who impacts another person Mm -hmm. to 
either look in a different light or look in a different perspective. And especially for you walking into motherhood, and I know we'll get on this like down the line, but Mm -hmm. I just want to openly give you kudos for your walk through motherhood. I know that it has not been easy in every sense. You know, everybody knows that being a mom is not an easy task, but I appreciate you for showing us as mothers the sunshine in the midst of rain. I appreciate that. Thank you. You do it well. Thank you. You are welcome. Okay, so let's get back to influencing. How do you influence effectively and still keep the forefront on the kingdom or kingdom-minded things? I think that's hard. Um, Just a hard, not hard to do, hard to answer because it's not easy to do. Um, for some people, and I usually will used to, I'll say, have to like reroute myself. Like I'm doing something that's that I'm not, you know, not called to do, and not what I wanted to do. Like in my goals or whatever I said that I wanted, this is not it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really like planning, planning things with the right intention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can get, you know, sidetracked. Not even sidetracked. You just think that something else will get you to the place where you want to be faster. Yeah. Like just post about, I don't know, tight clothes or something because people like that or, you know, you know, fashion Nova stuff and just, I don't know, I feel like that's the thing right now. The bodies and just the stuff that isn't focused on what I think I'm supposed to be doing. But in that same light, like people love when I post about my kid and the stuff that I'm going through, the real stuff, like how my surgery went and me coming home and stuff. Like I get uh, more comments than I would get with, you know, the stuff that I'm not supposed to be doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's hard, especially when you obviously have a place Mm -hmm. and like social media and influencing and things like that. It's really like, what is my what is my cutoff or what mm-hmm. is um I don't want to say like what is my limit because it's it's yeah. really all about conviction anyway but you know where is where's that fine line of what I want to do versus like what I have to do right yeah and then I think that's what I'm trying to say I couldn't like find the words and some people call it like finding your niche Okay. And that was kind of hard for me to do because I felt like I liked so many things because I do love fashion yeah. and I do love God and I do love traveling and I do love family. But it's like, do you add all of that into your influence? And it's like, yeah, you do. You be yourself. And that's what people like most. They like to see you in the light of your like everyday life. That's what's natural. So instead of like making up stuff and trying to make up like, I guess, content, you would say, even yeah. on a basis, it's just like, your natural self will get more out of people than than you think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think with with social media, I think for so long people have thought, "Well, I have to, I I have to be made up in yeah. order to gain the traction and the attention." Mm, I gotta look like everybody else, and, and it's more so like, I would be better off just being who I am. <laughs> then people will see it and go, just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk family. You you spoke okay. um a little bit about that earlier, but you're mm-hmm. a wife, 
you're a mother, you're professional, you're so many more things, okay? Because I kind of stopped you, but <laughs> not stalk stalked you, like, <laughs> like research stalked you, not look in your window stalked you, okay? I yeah. just <laughs> so, so what does a day in your life look like? Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of all over the place right now, but uh, a consistent day is me waking up at about five. And that's my son's first bottle. We call him Papa. That's Papa's first bottle. Okay. Um, I usually do some office hours with my husband. I try to um, for our company, just like responding to emails and stuff like that or doing calls. Um, we're getting ready for wedding season. So I'll try to make calls to the brides. Um, after that, I'll try to make some breakfast for both my, me and my husband and then my son, he's doing pureed foods right now. I try to take a shower, even though that doesn't always happen. <laughs> All right. Yes. And then I guess it's playtime, changing clothes, um, washing clothes, folding clothes. I try to clean during that free time until um, till I'm by myself again, which is Daniel going to work for my husband. So after that, it's kind of just me and Papa just... Uh, <laughs> Figuring out what we want to do for the rest of the day. I do try to um, mark out anything that I can do for the next day. So just to be prepared, I even try to do that weekly, which is better for me to do it just day by day. Because the weekly, I just get kind of sidetracked and I can't I can't really see until it's the day before. So that helps a lot. Um, bath time at night. He gets a bath every other night. Um, I always try to pray in the morning to end at night with him. Um, we're actually fasting right now with our church for 90 days. So we do a little bit of reading um, right before we go to bed. And then I pray with the baby. And then that's about it. Sometimes we have gigs um, in between the, you know, the day. Or my mom will come over, Gigi. She's she's amazing. Um, she's like my only baby. Well, she tells me that she's the only babysitter. She doesn't really allow him to go with anybody else right now. So... That's her. Um, if I have to go out, mostly I'm doing photo shoots or work in the house right now. I'm trying to be that type of mom, not a st- just a stay at home mom, but I want to be able to work here. Okay. I have to go out. Not that I'm against daycare or anything. I'm just not ready for it. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. So I think that's that's about it. That's and beautiful. Dinner, yeah, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. And I love that. I love that you are, you're comfortable with your boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think that um, so many women, so many mothers are not comfortable saying that they're not comfortable with things. And I remember getting so much, like, (laughs) I used to get so much um, feedback. I'll call it feedback. Because I didn't want to take my first son Titus I did not want to take him to daycare and Mm -hmm. I didn't until he was 18 months so I didn't go back to work until I was he was 18 months and Mm -hmm. people were just like well why don't you just do it it's not a bad thing and I I don't think daycare is bad at all no (laughs) we have to be comfortable with our boundaries Mm -hmm. and um we have to say it until people are comfortable with them too If they don't get comfortable, it's not, that's not our job. Um, I think it's just a different time in the world. And I think people should try to understand that more so than trying to like change 
mom's opinion. It's like we're we're in a different time. So I understand that you might have to had to go back to work after, you know, six weeks. And I think that's absolutely terrible. That that was a norm. So I I feel like we I'm absolutely blessed that I have the you know the space and the grace to be able to like say that no we're not gonna do that like and that's just it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I mean COVID it's just it's the world is different right now it so is. even I mean and that's a whole different subject COVID and I think spirits and everything else it's a it's a lot going on in the world yeah. people are when you take your child to daycare that's people are raising your kids so I think this time is important and people don't take this time serious because the babies can't talk, but this is their brain is developing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching him daily. So this is important. This is a, an important time. Absolutely. And I look at, I look at my three, almost four year old and he is in daycare now and preparing to go to preschool. And I can just see his mind is always just yeah. so inquisitive mm-hmm. and everything you say is like, Nope. I'm adapting it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. So when he comes from daycare and he has a new expression or emotion, I said, well, where did you get that from? Yeah. Oh, I got it from my friend at school. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I feel like they're, you know, he's strong enough because, you know, you built him up to to be strong enough to say what he does not want. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) I think that's a perfect age that you said that. Now I'm thinking like that might be my age, 18 months. <laughs> you know, 18 months was really good because he he had a pretty good memory. Mm-hmm. So if I could feel that he didn't like someone or wasn't comfortable, yeah, I'd just be like, oh, them? <laughs> right. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> or um, Or if maybe, you know, he was able to walk, he was able to hold things by himself, he was able to do certain things by himself, to where I was confident that, you know, for the most part, he could in some type of way tell me, because we had built up some type of communication between mom and baby, Mm -hmm. to tell me if something was wrong or anything, but. That's super important. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so how did your marriage transform when you became a mother? Um, it transformed a lot. <laughs> I, I, um, I, me and my mom are like best friends. I was just talking to her about this earlier. I was like, I feel like I'm in a movie, and I'm just watching somebody else's life. Like, and I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> but it's it's me. It's real. Um, I had a. a an emergency C-section and he was, he was due in September. I had him at the end of August and it was still like wedding season. So we're like very, very busy, but I'm eight months pregnant. So I was still working, you know, helping and stuff. Um, but I feel like that, that really did something to our, our marriage, like just him coming early because we weren't prepared for that. But I, we didn't think the whole time that he would come early. He came a whole month early. So even the house wasn't prepared and our mind, our mindsets weren't prepared. But I mean, that's something that you, you know, you have to get through. And we are, we're getting through it. Um, him crying and stuff like the, the bedtime and his sleep schedule. Um, he's sleeping in the bed with us right now. My husband hates that. He's like, 
I, I never had a person sleep in between me and my wife before, but this is definitely different. <laughs> but it was cute at first when he was little, but now he's like, he's almost bossy. Like, oh, no, don't be over here with my mom. <laughs> it's, it's me and her time right now. So I think that it's just like, you don't want to wake the baby or something. So you're whispering or, you know, I'm feeding. So it's just, it takes away from like, um, you get into like love the the other person the same way you used to, and I feel like that's not something that they tell us before we you know get pregnant and stuff like that. Like things will change, but you don't know. You have to like relearn the person almost. Yeah. After you have a baby, you especially a C section, you almost want to be touched differently. After breastfeeding, like everything is sensitive. Um, it your whole body on the inside and out, you're almost a completely different person, but sometimes we're expected to just go back into our normal lives, and it's like, I'm not really hurt anymore. (laughs) 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 But I want to be hurt, but I'll get back to her. Maybe I won't, but we, you know, we got to learn now what to do in, in this moment. So I think it's just like, that's the biggest transition is like learning and adapting and balancing, I would say, are the three things that we're doing right now to just be comfortable, still be loving, you know, not irritable because we're tired. Like he's coming home from work just without me. And I know that's a lot out there in the field. And sometimes we don't we don't even think about them because we're like, I've been home with this baby all day. Come get this baby out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced life. I've experienced his life because, you know, it's our company. I've worked with him on that side, but not everybody gets to do that. So it's like, it's a different understanding. Like I understand that you're you're tired too. So I think that's a plus that we have, Um, but we're still learning. We're still figuring it out. I think that's the, the biggest transition though, that we're two different people almost. And we're trying to like relearn each other along with learning our baby at the same time. So it's fun, but it's just like a lot of questions being asked and we try yeah. to communicate without like, can you stop talking to me for like five minutes? <laughs> I just want to be quiet. He's <laughs> been screaming all day. So, yeah. Yeah, those transitions are always, always different because like you said, after a woman has a baby and she becomes, you know, a human eating factory, it, it's just... <laughs> because you no longer feel like your body is your body yeah like you have a whole lot of experiences where you feel like like is this my life mm-hmm. is, is this mine yep that's exactly what i say i'm like this is a movie this is not this is a movie <laughs> yes and i remember having a, after i had kendrick i asked my doula i was like is this like when you really feel like a woman is after you have two kids mm-hmm. i was like i feel like i'm grown she was like You've been grown. I was like, but I feel like a woman now. Yeah, it's different. But I didn't feel like it before. <laughs> you never, all that that you experience is like, yeah, you never feel any of that. You can buy a house, you can get married, you can have intercourse for the first time, you can like pain, you can feel pain, but none of that. Like a C section, healing, that process of healing, like I felt no pain like that. I felt no joy, like hearing my son cry for the first time, like all of that is something totally different. And 
I don't think we were grown before this. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this definitely changed us. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's like I don't know. It's like an initiation into a whole new life yeah. because it's it's really like that whole transition. And I feel like that whole transition, especially within marriage, is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you're considerate of, you know, your husband and, mm-hmm. you know, his feelings and his emotions. Because I didn't know until, um, like, well into having my first son that my husband, um, you know, my husband had emotions within, like, how he felt with having a new baby and his transition of, why is this baby in our bed? Or like, why, you know, why can't I hug you yeah. without the baby being like, Mm-mm, go somewhere now, daddy. Don't, don't try to get up on her. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. Um, but just being conscious of that is, is a very beautiful thing. Yes, it's important. It is important. It's a very sensitive time. And it, it can either, it can really hinder your marriage if you don't have, I think mentorship and even just like, people who've done it before around you, even if they made mistakes, they know what they did wrong to tell you, like, this is something that you should do or something you shouldn't do. Like, it's 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 a very pivotal time, very important time. And I think with us being Christians, like, it's even deeper for us because God is a, is a big factor. Like, we don't just, you know, walk out of the house when we feel like this is too much, like, that's not, you know, how we were raised, different stuff like that. So it's a very sensitive time. Yeah. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It is a very beautiful the whole, thing. The whole process, yeah. Okay, so how do you travel with an infant? Okay. <laughs> I don't, well, I, I used to travel with Titus. The first time I traveled with him was at four months, but I have not thought about traveling with both of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, it was a, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy. And it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it was easy once we did it, but I'm like a, um, I just like to soak up a bunch of just information. So I was on YouTube. I read like three books before we went somewhere because I wanted him to be safe during COVID, but we traveled a lot before, before I um, got pregnant. So like for eight months, I think I only went out of town like twice. And that's like crazy for me because <laughs> I love to travel. Um, so just, it kind of just taught me what to do. So, um, just preparing him, your flight time is important. Like depending on what time they wake up, you want to, you want the time they go to sleep to be the time that they're on the plane. You don't want the baby, if they're not, um, over the age of one, you want them to be asleep for the, that time because their ears won't pop while they're asleep. So on the way up, we fed him his bottle that makes him go to sleep pretty easy. I fed him in our virtual, he stayed asleep the entire time. So before you get to the, the airport, you want his diaper changed. You want everything prepared so you, you don't have to take him to the bathroom. I um I bought the little carrier thing that you just wrap. It, it looks like a long scarf. Mm-hmm. And you just wrap it around you. I put him in there. He was asleep. When we got there, he woke up because he's nosy. <laughs> he just saw all the lights. So he was just staring, which was good because that, like, 30 minutes of us getting to our gate was perfect. Um, And then I fed him going up. He was asleep. I fed him. I tried to wake him up before the plane got back down because I guess those are the times that your ears pop the worst when yeah. you go in and coming down, which I didn't know because I just get on the plane. Um, 
I packed three of everything. So like a normal onesie thing they wears at night. For one day, I packed three of them. And I went through everything, which is crazy. Like he would pee through something or with boys, you got to make sure they're <laughs> it's a certain way. So they mm-hmm. pee. I'm like, this is this is all crazy. So if his dad changed his diaper, I knew he was going to pee on himself. He's <laughs> always wrong because he just thinks he's a grown man like him. Um, what else? We took the car seat and the stroller. If you fly, it doesn't matter what airline you fly with. You can go to the Delta desk and they will give you a bag for $15 to put your car seat and your stroller in. It's just one big bag. Um, so that was something that I Googled before I got there because if not, they just throw your stuff on the back of the plane, which isn't, you, you know, you pay this ex- money for this expensive thing and they just throw it on the bottom of the plane that gets all jacked up, just like your suitcases and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that that was covered. Um, what else was important? Just, uh, I took all his bottles. I think he has like eight bottles. I took every last bottle um, with water. And when they check your bag, they check the water. So you can have you can have food in there and water. Not like the grown up person, but if they see it in the diaper bag, they'll just stick something in the water just to check it. But other than that, you can have anything with a baby. The airport was probably the easiest part because everybody's like, oh my gosh, is that a, is that a baby in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I cut the one? <laughs> so I think the airport was probably the easiest thing. Everybody is so excited. Babies just make everybody happy. So everybody <laughs> wants really to help cool. That was the first time I rode on the little uh, motor thing at the airport. We weren't even late. The guy was like, here, you guys come and get on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's not as difficult as you may think. Like, you just kind of have to do it. And you won't, you know, learn if you don't go and make mistakes. Like, uh, I don't think I forgot anything. But um, I can't even remember what we did wrong. He cried for, like, a little long. Oh, I forgot his medicine, his Pepsi. He has uh, acid reflux. I forgot to put that in the bag. So, but now I just, I remember to do, you know, simple stuff like that. He has a medicine bag now, a travel medicine bag. So just stuff like that, but you won't learn. I don't think until you like do it and make mistakes. Our first time going out to dinner, I almost had like um, whatever kind of attack, but (laughs) I forgot his water. He had drunk two bottles and it was time for another bottle and I forgot extra water. I was like, oh, we got to go home. Daniel was like, you just need some baby water. You want to stop at Kroger? I'm like, okay, yeah. (laughs) We're not going anywhere. Right. We're going to stay out a little bit longer. I'm like, okay. So just making mistakes, that really helps. But those are my biggest tips. No, the plane is probably the best option. Um, Driving, you'll always stop. We went to Chicago. And I don't recommend driving with a, a newborn. You just you just keep stopping. Every time they cry, you just want to stop. So <laughs> if you take the plane, it's just like you have to calm them down. There's no stopping. It's, even though, you know, it might be harder on a mom, it's, it's easier. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for all of those tips. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk postpartum. Why is it so important to remain yourself even after having your baby? Um, 
Um, I would say that is important because you can get lost in your baby, especially being a first time mom. It's like, I was like blown away. I'm like, this little thing came out of me. <laughs> I did this. This is so cool. I was just like super proud of myself. I got home. I think I, well, we stayed in the hospital for like two weeks and I was just like in the hospital bed. I was so proud of myself and I'm a shopaholic already. So I was just like scrolling. I ordered whatever I wanted. I think I, I spent so much money at the hospital for those two weeks, <laughs> which was wrong. And that's why it's it's important to like, don't go in it like that. Like don't go in it thinking that, you know, you do earn something like you, you don't it doesn't have to be a trophy or anything you you get your child after that like it's important to um no i wanted a gift yeah i'm a push gift right <laughs> that's something different <laughs> that's something different before before i was like a gift yeah mm-hmm. where is it <laughs> No, I just mean like I guess from from the world, I guess we just and it's it's kind of a thing today, and I actually love it that moms are getting like we used to get like no slack. It was just like you have the baby, you got these. I think six weeks is what I'm hearing my mom's voice in my head, and then you had to go back to work. But now it's like take your time, like breathe, you know, get your life back on track, and do what you have to do to. Remain yourself, like you said. And sometimes we can do that even before we have the baby. Like sometimes it's planned, and sometimes, like us, it was kind of a, oh, I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a surprise, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I know my goals. I know what, you know, God wants for me right now out of my life or whatever, or even stuff that I want for myself um, to be doing to to stay on track. That's important because. Like I said, you you can truly lose yourself in just mom stuff. And at first it's cool. Like, and my mom did this and she tells me this all the time. She's like, it's dangerous only because after that 18 years, the child is gone. And then you and your husband are like staring at each other. And my dad is, he lives in Chicago, um, but he comes home every weekend to spend time with my mom. But like they never travel or anything. They've they've never been out of the country. They've been to like Vegas, but I think that's it. But after they had children, it was just like go to work, take care of the kids. Like it was no them time or just like separate. Like she had never been to the spa. It's like no self care, which that was normal back then, or just normal for her. I'll say I won't speak for anybody else, but it's important to know that you can still like take care of yourself. You can still treat yourself. You can drop the baby off. Even if we don't want daycare, like we can still find a babysitter, even a a really good nanny for the weekends to like spend time with our husbands or just go to the library and read. I love to read. Even though I haven't did that, (laughs) which I should, or go to Starbucks, go to Target to take a break. Like, cause you can get consumed. And I was like that. The first month I got home from the hospital, I was scared. And I don't think, I don't think, well, I know. I know I wasn't depressed, but I was sad that my son had to go through everything that he went through. Even though he's completely fine and healthy, it was a lot to for me to see him in that NICU for 
almost three weeks. It was a lot. So when I came home, it was like I had a, a oxygen monitor to watch, you know, his oxygen. I had a heart monitor to watch his, you know, everything. So I was scared and I didn't do anything. I didn't come out of the house. I don't think I showered much. Like I didn't talk to many people. I didn't answer my phone. Um, it was always dark in the house. It was very, very sad. And I didn't know that that was coming. I didn't know that, you know, he had to come like that, but it's, it gets dangerous. And that's, that's not where anybody should be. Like I had to get myself out of that. And my mom really helped me because she was like, yes, you can't stay in here. Like you have to get out. And if it's just like, take the baby with you, if that's something that you have to do. You know, take the baby to the to anywhere. Go for a drive. Go for some fresh air. But make sure you have to make sure that you stay important, and your husband stays important, and God stays important, and your goals and everything else. <laughs> Absolutely, and kudos to your mom. Yes, for <laughs> that nudge. Yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna cry today, <laughs> but. I know that it gets so hard mm -hmm. and sometimes we go down this rabbit hole of what ifs, mm -hmm. especially since while our babies are in our belly for the most part, especially when they get past like that three or four month mark, we, we feel like we got so much control because they're in this little safe cocoon. Yeah. But you know, once they come out, it's like all of that confidence is completely gone. Like, okay, yeah. now he's into the world. What shouldn't I do? What should I do? especially for those of us that went through complications it's just like oh my gosh mm -hmm. like what do i do so i'm glad that your mom was there for you yeah yes she's amazing you're amazing mama <laughs> amazing <laughs> i really really appreciate her i tell her that like i don't i don't think i could love her any any more than i did before i got married and then she was like a rock my first year of marriage and i'm like Already, I don't think I can love you anymore. And then I have a baby, and it's like, <laughs> who are you? It's only going to grow. It's only yeah. going to grow. And then just think of the amount of love that you have for your mom based on all the experiences that have occurred. Just think about how much love little Papa is going to have. Right. Yeah. For you. Girl, once he hears about this birth story, he's going to be like, I love her forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's let's talk business really quick before we before we get and wrap this up. So okay. how did you um, get into photography with your spouse? Um, so I I told you I love fashion uh, and I was doing styling. Um, so I was trying to like show off some outfits and stuff, and he would just come like take pictures of me, like at a park or something, or even at my parents' house. I was we weren't married yet, and I wasn't liking the pictures. I was like, this doesn't really look like what I'm going for. So he was like, he bought me a tripod and he's like, okay, show me how you want me to take the pictures or, you know, set it up yourself and, you know, you can do it yourself or take the picture of me. So I started taking pictures of him and I'm like, this is, you know, this is how I want it. And he was like, okay, this is good. You should take pictures of other people. So he started making me do photo shoots. At first he was just doing uh, videography. And then all of a sudden he was offering photography and it was like me. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even mean it yet. I didn't tell you that I wanted to be a part of your business. Like, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> so I'm doing 
doing these photo shoots. He has a studio. Um, it's actually connected to his dad's church. So that was how that started. And I just I started to learn. I took like a um a photography class that taught me how to shoot out outdoors and indoors with like a flash. And I fell in love with that. And I started doing different stuff. At first, it was just like our friends and family. And then I started doing uh, women's events. And then eventually weddings, which is what I love to do now. The brides and stuff, everything, the whole day is probably my favorite thing to uh, take pictures of. So that's how photography started. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. Okay. So our last question is, please tell us what you have going on, how we can support you, how we can see you and all of your lifestyle hacks and fashion and all of that. Okay. Um, my Instagram is at underscore Yasmin page. Facebook is Yasmin page as well. My husband has uh, um, Instagram at good boy CEO. Well, and that's kind of connected to our actual good boy page. Cause we don't do a lot of posting on there, but most of the stuff goes on his page. Um, I think that's mostly what we're focusing on. We want to be a one-stop shop. So we're looking for buildings right now to have a venue where people can just run out. And then after that, everything else is taken care of. If you need a photo booth, photographer, DJ, videographer, uh, decorations, you know, we would be able to house you there. Um, influencing, I'm trying to be more consistent with that along with mommy life. So I want to start posting more often, so I will be on Instagram doing fashion stuff and uh, hopefully hosting some more events for Prayer in the City. Um, I'm currently working on, which I haven't told anybody about this, I make my own um, vaginal soap that I'm going to eventually starting to sell. Um, I think there's a lot of companies like uh, Honey Pot, which I absolutely love to uh, use, but nothing has a smell. So I made something that has a smell to it that makes us not just, you know, kill a scent, but it makes us smell good, like a soap, a real soap. So that's something that I'm working on. I'm actually working I'm on it right now. I'm buying it. You buy it? I'm buying it. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know how to um, get that out of the world yet, but I have a marketing lady I just hired. So She's trying to help me with that, but that's my that's my big thing that I'm trying to do to do something for myself with myself, like just something that makes me makes me happy um, to do. I think that's it. I'm decorating my house. We bought a house two years ago, and I was doing a lot of stuff, and then I got pregnant, so everything is empty. Everything is painted, but every room is empty right now. So I've been trying to get little stuff up here and there. So that's my other thing. Um, and that's it. Did you say something else? I feel like I answered it, though. You did. You answered it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for having me. This is so awesome. So, so awesome. I'm going to go back and listen to all the rest of them now because I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is awesome. You gave so much. I know that people are going to be encouraged based on your story and what you have um, given to everybody. and. Um, even the things that I knew about you or I saw about you, it's like I've learned so much more in this time. So thank you for allowing me into your your life, into your space. Thank you for allowing me to open up. I felt very um, it was easy. I felt 
very at home. I am at home, but I felt at home talking. <laughs> well, crying. This is ridiculous. Yes, it was. <laughs> I try not to tell the whole the whole uh, story, so we didn't Ooh. cry completely. But this is amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have something and to know someone that is doing something like this. I feel like uh, this market is. People may think that it's oversaturated, but I don't know. It's not. Everybody's not. Everybody doesn't have the the heart that you know will carry God into different places. And I I felt that today with you, um, even when we went to school. So. This is awesome, and I'm I'm proud of you. This I know you have two kids, and you work and everything else. So this is really awesome that you're doing this. Thank you, I appreciate that. Not just two kids. I got two boys who think they're men who think they run me. Okay, <laughs> the boys. That's what they didn't tell us. They were like, "Boys are so sweet." They boys think they own you. Yeah, they're bossy. Yeah, they don't care what we're doing. It's just about them. It's like today. Change my whole schedule. That's it. I wouldn't care. I mean like whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And to our audience, before we get off, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our charity movement podcast youtube channel as well as to our audio platform so maybe you can listen to us while you're driving while you're taking a little stroll through tarjay um you can always be involved with the charity movement podcast and remember that the only one stopping you is you see you soon